0: Then he opened their mind to understand the scriptures. Let us pray. Gracious God, brighten our hearts' eyes to see Jesus today. Open our minds' ears to hear Jesus today. Embolden our lives to love and serve Jesus today. Amen. Please be seated. Once upon a time, there was a community that had entirely lost their eyesight. They were ecstatic as they heard that a new animal was coming to their town. None of them had ever heard of the elephant and they were unaware of its size, its form, and its shape. Being quite inquisitive, they resolved to understand the physical nature of the elephant by using their sense of touch. So when the elephant came, each of them began to inspect it. The first person touching the trunk said, well, this animal is like a thick snake. The second, touching the elephant's ear, said, well, it's like a, like a jellyfish. A third, touching the leg, remarked that the animal had the qualities of a pillar, and it was no animal indeed. A fourth placed her hands on the elephant's side and said, yeah, I think the third person's correct. This is a wall. The last person in the group went to the tail and felt it and said, well, it's not a living thing but a rope. This community was divided on the question as to whether they felt a real animal or whether this was a non-living object. Some had a partial understanding of the truth, others had no connection to the truth. What this community experienced is quite similar to religious experience. Some have a very partial understanding of religious truth, others are quite distant from it. Some discount faith based on their experiences of people who claim to be religious, yet whose lives are the opposite of being centered in a loving God. Two articles this week highlighted sentiments echoed by the parable that I offered. First is an article in the New York Times which focused on a group called Exvangelicals. Exvangelicals are people who formerly identified with an evangelical expression of Christianity and yet have moved away from Christianity for reasons that include the perception that Christianity excludes people. They cite the links between white supremacy patriarchy, and homophobia that runs rabidly rampant in some Christian circles. In making this assertion, they say that Christians are those who lead an unexamined, intellectually incoherent life whose corrosive faith reeks of judgment and condemnation. Ouch. The second is an interview with Beth Allison Barr. Barr, a historian and a Southern Baptist, describes the way scripture has been used to perpetuate patriarchy, suggesting that many Christians fall into the trap of picking and choosing select verses and confirming their prejudices and ideologies based on those verses rather than the entirety of Scripture. In other words, within modern Christianity, a group of ideologues devoid of real knowledge of Scripture close their minds to the overarching intent of God, the work of grace, and the power of liberation which are at the core of our Scripture. So the question that has arisen for me is whether there is any hope for the Christian faith. I believe that our scripture today offers hope. The scriptures invite us to open our eyes and minds. In our gospel today, Jesus opens the minds of disciples to understand the scriptures. Jesus bridges tradition with lived experience. His appearance following the resurrection startles the disciples. They can't imagine the resurrected Jesus being among them. It is only when Jesus intervenes in opening their minds to understand Scripture that they are able to integrate the ancient words of Scripture with with what they see in front of them. The opening of their minds is the act of the Holy Spirit and serves to enable them to understand scripture through a grace-filled reading of the tradition by correlating it with their contemporary experience. Our second lesson highlights Peter's attempt to preach about an open mind to a group of individuals who question the healing of a man crippled at birth. This man we see in Acts chapter 3, is begging for alms and reaches out to Peter and John. Peter says to that man that he has no silver or gold to give him. And after saying that, Peter gives that man the most powerful gift. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he takes that man by his right hand and raises him up. The paralytic that was healed experienced the opening of possibilities, the opening of his body, the opening of his mind. In his limited understanding and need for survival, he was looking for temporary sustenance. What Peter and John did was to meet his needs and open his mind with much more than a quick fix. For neither silver nor gold could meet this man's ultimate need for life and life in its fullness. As Peter introduces this man to the possibilities of life, he calls out the narrow prescriptive theology that was held by those who questioned the healing and invites those people to open their minds. The reading from 1 John makes it quite clear that in order for us to see ourselves as the children of God, we must open ourselves to a deep revelation rooted in the experience of the self-giving love of God through Jesus Christ. Abiding in such love allows us to move beyond the caves of our prejudices in order to experience the true form of love made incarnate in Jesus. These encounters in Scripture remind me that there is so much work to do in the church. Yes, there are some Christians who blatantly misuse scripture to promote a closed view of Christianity, whether it's apartheid in South Africa, contemporary movements that target racial minorities, perpetuate patriarchy, or denigrate individuals for who they are. Unabashedly, let me say, That such weaponization of scripture that occurs by using a peace field pick and choose approach to the Bible is demonic. When we allow the Holy Spirit to open our minds, we witness the loving and liberating embrace of God through Jesus Christ that calls out sin but never casts away sinners. It is that love that casts away ignorance and allows for our healing and redemption. It is that love, when understood through an open heart and mind, that challenges forces that shackle and besmirch the recognition of humanity, while holding each and every one of us accountable for violating the fundamental command to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Remember that story at the beginning that I told, the story of the elephant? Here's the rest of it. When the community gathered together, they began to share their individual experiences. Through conversation, they opened their minds and engaged in dialogue, recognizing that their experiences were partial. Some had elements of truth in it, others did not. Yet when they collectively shared and reflected what happened, they were able to collectively understand that the animal was a living being and was enormous beyond their infinite imagination. As the church, we gather to experience love and redemption in Jesus, and although we may not get it right all the time, as long as we stand in the promise of redemption and live a life of witness of God's grace to the whole world, there, there is hope. In the words of Jerusha Duford, granddaughter of the Reverend Billy Graham, my hope is that we move into a season where followers of Jesus no longer are seen as synonymous with hate, exclusion, and hypocrisy, but as beacons of love and grace. Sisters and brothers, today I make a threefold invitation. Will you allow the power of the Holy Spirit to open your mind and heart to love others without judgment and allow God, who is the ultimate judge of all, to be God? Secondly, will you allow the power of the Holy Spirit to work through you in standing against powers and principalities that are rooted in ignorance and hatred? Will you model being the church that God desires each and every one of us to be? Thirdly, will you invite others who are searching for a Christ-centered community who have been hurt by their church to come and check us out? Because I can say with boldness, we are unapologetically sinners redeemed by grace and believe that all have a place at God's table. Brothers and sisters, won't you join me in this journey?